I'll show you politics in America. Here it is, right here. I think the puppet on the right shares my beliefs. I think the puppet on the left is more to my liking. Hey, wait a minute. There's one guy holding up both puppets. Shut up. Go back to bed, America. Your government is in control. Read my lips. Just send your cash. There has never been so many lies, so much deception. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. (laughs) Please clap. It's time for the Mike Madison Show, a new breed of conservative talk. Now, here's your host, Mike Madison. Showtime! All right, good morning and welcome to the Mike Madison Show here at 103.9 WYAB. Thanks so much for joining me today. Uh, We got interesting news breaking. Uh, there is, uh, well, within in the last couple of days, not happening right now. I'm not sending out a, uh, a Fox News alert, but uh, they've presented evidence. Seems to be they have the receipts on the Biden crime family and the crimes that they have committed. So we're going to take a look at that. But as always, yeah, you know what you're going to get on the show. We're going to expand it out just a little bit to, uh, to make sure we're taking a, a, a total look really a, a total look of the state of uh, politics in America. So we'll talk about that and get into a little bit of a conceptual show in the second half today. Uh, this is about, we hear a lot these days, and it is very hard to argue with, uh, really a couple of things. One is that we are in, engaged in a spiritual battle here in the United States. It certainly does feel that way, doesn't it? Uh, there's also, you know, that. The, the charges, the idea, and this is uh, quite popular on right, right-wing talk radio, that we've created in this country, and particularly the left participating in this culture of death. So we're going to take a look at both of those things. And again, I'm going to zoom out just a little bit, get us to examine some other things. If these are things that you rebel against, if you want to be on the right side of spiritual warfare, if you want to reject the culture of death, uh, we've got a lot of work to do as a society Uh, on all sides. We'll talk about that in just a little bit. A couple of interesting quotes here. Now, these these are a little long. I like the pithy ones, but the long ones are are interesting, particularly when they are seen kind of in a historical context. This is from Aldous Huxley's uh, Brave New World. When was that written? Was that in the 1950s? Pardon my ignorance if if I missed it by a couple of decades, but it's, it's an older book. And I'm always kind of fascinated to see what people saw a long time ago when, when a lot of us probably thought, oh, the world was so much more calm then. We had better leaders and, you know, it really, and it doesn't matter who it is, Plato, uh, Aldous Huxley, founding fathers. We've been in a, some kind of a spiritual battle for probably most of the history of humanity. And, and it's my belief, it's just that the psychopaths are drawn to power doesn't matter what society, doesn't matter what system, the people who want power are always the one that should, should not have it. This has happened for, obviously, thousands and thousands of years. I did see a funny meme that said something like, the difference between humans and animals is that animals are at least smart enough to make uh, not the dumbest people in the herd uh, in charge. I kind of butchered that, but you get what they mean. <laughs> when we look at the people who are kind of running the show in our society today, they're not our most impressive. They're not even impressive. Some of the worst, dumbest, 
uh, and most corrupt among us. Anyway, this is an Aldous Huxley uh, little snippet, a couple of them from A Brave New World. He wrote, The real hopeless victims of mental illness are to be found among those who appear to be the most normal. Many of them are normal because they are so well adjusted to our mode of existence, because their human voice has been silenced so early in their lives that they do not even struggle or suffer or develop symptoms as the neurotic does. They are normal not in the way, not in what may be called the absolute sense of the word. They are normal only in relation to a profoundly abnormal society. Their perfect adjustment to that abnormal society is a measure of their mental sickness. These millions of abnormally normal people living without fuss in a society to which, if they were fully human beings, they ought not to be adjusted. Now, I love that. What that basically means is those people out there, they're not stirring the boat. They're just going along. You know, we, we actually call them the normies. But is it normal to just accept society as it is right now, to look around and just give a big ho-hum. Now, I talk a lot about this. It doesn't, the medical system. Uh, yet I was talking to somebody the other day, and I, I said, you know one thing I struggle with, and, and it's just one really small issue. We live in a country right now that has had an explosion in diabetes, yet there is this body of evidence uh, in practice, in theory, in science, in tests, everything else, where people can essentially, uh, type 2 diabetics can reverse their diabetes in about 30 days. It takes a few weeks. They come off of insulin. They're off their diabetes medication. Just some lifestyle adjustments. They don't have to run stadium stairs. No, nothing really hard. And it's it's right there. And people know this, uh, I don't know if the medical establishment is just so dumb or so brainwashed that they don't believe that this is the case, but it quite clearly is. If you have diabetes or someone that you love has diabetes, just go check it out. Seriously, with some levels of fasting and eating some real food for about a month, you can get yourself off of insulin and leave diabetes in the rearview mirror. Yet we live in a society where we just talk about the diabetes numbers, and now we have people walking around with these things plugged into their triceps. Have you seen these things? the glucose monitors that people wear and they connect to your smartphone so you can just look at your blood sugars all day. We've accepted that. We've accepted being tethered to our phone to constantly monitor our potentially life-threatening disease, but we pay no attention to the fact that within a few weeks you could just get rid of it altogether. See, that is the normal people who are wearing the, and, and no fault of your own, a lot of people don't know these things, your doctors won't tell you that because a patient cured is a customer lost to the medical establishment. But it, it, it's out there. And it's just so strange to me. Am I the one that's abnormal to look around at a world exploding in diabetics and say, it's right over here, it's not hard. A few weeks, you can cure yourself. And people just keep whistling past this quite obvious solution to this problem and opt instead for a lifetime of medication and de uh, debilitation. It's quite interesting, quite interesting. Aldous Huxley also said, quote, the surest way to work up a crusade in favor of some good cause is to promise people they will have a chance of maltreating someone. To be able to destroy with good conscience, to be able to behave badly and call your bad behavior, quote, righteous indignation. This is the height of psychological luxury. 
the most delicious of moral treats. And if you really step back and take and, and think about that for a second, and I've talked about it a lot on this show, really, even, even people who profess to be conservatives, they want small government, they want the government, they want to take control of the government, not to shrink it and get it out of our lives, but to use it as a, a bludgeon to somebody else. Ron DeSantis using the government to force itself on Disney because we don't like Disney. I don't like Disney. Most people don't like Disney. But we actually have conservatives that are cheering for the idea <laughs> that we're going to take the we're going to force uh, a private company to come under government control. And this is a victory. It's just the surest way to work up a crusade in favor of some good cause is to promise people they will have a chance of maltreating someone. It's so true. A couple of the quick quotes of the day, and then we'll get into the meat of the show. Voltaire, a couple from him, he said, Life is too short, time too valuable to spend it in telling what is useless. And this is why I don't do a whole lot of political theater on this show. And I love this one. The comfort of the rich depends on an abundant supply of the poor. As I said, again, I'm no historian. I don't know when Voltaire lives, but he's wearing a powdered wig in this picture with his quote. This was hundreds of years ago. Wasn't, was Voltaire around the uh, French Revolution time? Yeah, a couple, 300 years ago now. So Voltaire, they still, they had these tyrants. And they saw the people at the top that were always so successful. They just really needed, though, that underclass to exploit, didn't they? It's been going on for hundreds of years. This little radio show won't, <laughs> won't do it. But this is about, this show is for hearts and minds. You know, we use that when we invade a country. Uh, the United States will spew out propaganda and tell you how we're just dropping love bombs on you because we care about you. Uh, this is a hearts and minds show. Hopefully I'm dropping truth bombs. Eh, I don't know if it could be called that. I don't even like that statement. Um, anyway, we're going to take a quick break here and then come back. We're going to take a look at the Biden crime family. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, they are coming after the Bidens. They're, they have done, they've had it with Joe. His days are numbered. I talked about this a couple of weeks ago when I heard CBS and Democracy Now, both apologists for the Democratic Party and Joe Biden, when they did very critical stories of him uh, recently, I said, uh-oh, it looks like they're coming after him now. Well, this may be one of the biggest nails in Joe Biden's coffin. We'll take a look at it. But is that the only corruption we really need to be worried about in D.C.? We'll take a look at it when we come back. Stick around. Can't explain all the feelings that you're making me feel. My heart's in overdrive and you're behind the steering wheel. Touching you. All right, so the House GOP, the House control, the House controlled by Republicans currently, Kevin McCarthy and the rest of them, they are, should I air quote it here in the studio, investigating uh, Joe Biden, foreign payments to Joe Biden and the Joe Biden crime family. Now, I'll be honest with you. I love to see it, but I don't know how many times Lucy needs to pull the football uh, away from us. How many investigations into Hillary Clinton? They got her dead to rights. I know. I heard the media talking about the walls closing in on Donald Trump. Well, the right has been talking about this is the end of Hillary. This is the end of Joe Biden. This is, you know, we, these investigations go nowhere. We see blatant criminality. 
We've seen, uh, Jay, uh, what was his name, Clapper, go in front of Congress and just lie to the American people about spying on all of us. Nothing's happened to him. He became a contributor at CNN. He's living the dream. So pardon, I'll, I'm going to tamp down my enthusiasm a tad bit. However, there is this glimmer of hope because I do believe, I do believe that the Democrats are coming after Joe Biden. And I, I talked about these stories from CBS, which is the CIA network, and then Democracy Now!, which is a very progressive uh, outlet. And they did stories about how child, child migrant underage labor and the fact it wasn't even just that. That wouldn't have really impressed me. But what they said was that a whistleblower has come forth and said that they went to the highest levels with the Biden administration five different times about these child uh, underage child labor um, illegal immigrants and they were basically ignored. So this directly implicated the Biden White House, the Biden administration. That's odd for these left-wing outlets. So I think they're coming, uh, they're coming for him. And good. Joe Biden does not need to just be defeated. He needs to be humiliated, shamed, tried, and prosecuted for a lifetime of criminal activity, civil rights abuses, and most specifically to me, war crimes. I mean, we should make an example out of Joe Biden. Of course, I don't think this would happen, but it should. And the testimony and the evidence, apparent evidence that they have, is that he has received payments from foreign governments. And the two that I heard mentioned uh, yesterday was uh, Romania and uh, China, of course. Millions of dollars funneled into people associated with Joe Biden, money that was then transferred to their personal account and then divvied up amongst the Bidens. This is obviously influence peddling. They're using the power and the wealth of the U.S. government, and they're getting kickbacks for it. And make no mistake whatsoever, I want him, his entire family that was involved in this type of behavior, they should be prosecuted. Hunter should definitely be in jail with him. Here is where I'm a little different than most people. So, so here I am. You, you understand. I, I really have to, I have to really try to explain myself on these things because I think people just, they, they lose their mind. They, they want me to be done there, but we can't stop there. This is what's kept us in this culture of corruption for at least decades. I, I know thousands of years in human history, but we're supposed to be different here in the United States. So while I want Joe Biden prosecuted, Hillary Clinton should have been locked up as Trump promised. And then the first thing he said when he got in his office was, well, she's been through enough. Ugh. <laughs> no, she hasn't. But here's, here's where I'm different than most people, because I see this kind of corruption, what Biden may go down for because they've decided that they don't want him anymore. They're done with him. Um, I see this everywhere, even in places that people don't like to look. Well, you have to look in these places. I mean, what is the difference between a straight bribe, like what I'm sure the Biden family is guilty of, and a Congress critter or president who takes us to war and collects money from the arms industry? I mean, this goes on all the time. They vote for massive military budgets, and then the defense contractors kick back millions of dollars to these same politicians because they, they gave them trillions in U.S. federal spending. This goes on all the time in both parties. To me, it's like punishing a college for rules violations, recruiting violations. They all do it. You know, why some get nailed and others, it's just part of the game. Every now and then, I guess somebody crosses the wrong person and they get taken down. 
You know, I, I constantly hear people wondering out loud, how do these creatures go to Washington, D.C. with nothing and leave as multimillionaires? Well, it's not just stock trading, although there's, there's even news stories about that around the banking uh, failures. Some of these Congress critters were, had some great timing right before the fall of First Republic and some of these other banks. But it's not just that. They are all taking from the same people. So if one person is exposed, it could ruin the whole scam. Many of them parachute. This is the way they make their money is they parachute into cushy jobs making millions of dollars, like get a book deal. They, they all do this influence peddling and they sell their votes and their policies while they're in office. This is how they get rich. We shouldn't need it to be so simple that we only see corruption when it's presented to us in a neat little package, which is what appears to be happening when it comes to Joe Biden. Look, the Biden family is not impressive. They're not smart. I would at least give Hillary Clinton. Uh, she's devious. There's some level of intelligence and craftiness to, to be that dishonest. And the Clinton Global Initiative, beautiful. It's just it, it, it's artistry. Barack Obama's done the same thing. They, they set up these charitable things, the book deals. There's many things that are that are just they're genius. Biden's not a genius. <laughs> they did stuff. They took bribes. They peddled it out of their own account. His stupidity may be his downfall, uh, but it's not new. And if Biden is impeached, indicted, tried, convicted, I will celebrate alongside all Republicans and Trump supporters and everybody. Here's where I'm different. If, if anyone needs a diff, uh, another example of why this show is different, does nobody else, does nobody else smell a rat when you see Jared Kushner get $2 billion from the Saudis right after his term in the White House? Jared Kushner, who was running the show, most particularly in the Middle East, good buddies with uh, Mohammed bin Salman. That, li that little Middle Eastern angel. And after the, the Trump administration leaves, Jared Kushner parachutes out to $2 billion to start his private equity group. Now, I see a presidency with Donald Trump. Do I need to go back and say how much I really want to see Joe Biden humiliated and indicted and tried and, I mean, executed for war crimes? Let me make sure people understand that. But my point is, Donald Trump, during his time in office, he sent 3,000 American troops to Saudi Arabia to protect that kingdom. Not America. 3,000 U.S. troops were committed. Our sons and daughters, moms and dads, brothers and sisters were sent to Saudi Arabia to protect that kingdom. During the Trump term, he assassinated a Saudi enemy in General Soleimani from Iran. Even though this General Soleimani was actively involved in fighting ISIS at the time, well, we assassinated him and got rid of one of Saudi Arabia's great enemies. During the Trump administration, he gave away and sold billions of dollars of weapons to the Saudis, and most egregiously, he vetoed the bill that Congress actually voted on and passed to get us out of the Yemeni war. We have been supporting the Saudis, providing them with equipment and logistics and targeting to attack their neighbor, the Yemenis, 
Congress actually tried to exercise their authority. Trump vetoed that bill. And then as soon as they get done, Kushner gets $2 billion for his private equity fund. And Trump's golf courses are suddenly used as sites for the, is it Live, L-I-V, for the Live Golf Tournament, which Donald Trump referred to as a gold rush of money for this new tour. Now, I know this offends people. As I say, I look into places where other people dare not look. But when I see these things, I can't not talk about them. Of course, the Bidens are corrupt. Just the fact that Joe Biden has been a parasite on the American people for his entire adult life is bad enough, not to mention the war crimes and the other obvious influence peddling in Ukraine and China and everywhere that, that he could get his meaty little hooks into. Of course, the Bidens are a crime family. Of course, the Clintons are a crime family. But I got to tell you, $2 billion right after playing nicey-nice and giving the Saudis 3,000 of our troops and, and carrying out all of these favors for the Saudi Arabians, and then the son-in-law of the president gets $2 billion to start a fund, and Donald Trump gets these great new, as he referred to it, a gold rush, a new golf tournaments at his golf courses from the Saudis, who got billions of dollars in weapons, who got 3,000 troops to protect them. I'm just saying. What's the difference? What really is the difference? Now, what's funny to me, and I don't have anybody in front of me, and I'm not going to take any calls on this, but I'm sure there's people who could justify how this is so different, Mike. You don't understand. <laughs> Hunter Biden's different than Jared Kushner. Is he? Oh, he's a screw-up, and Jared Kushner's a slick guy, isn't he? Ooh, he wears some nice suits had some beautiful commercial real estate, which he didn't earn. Basically, he got from his ditty. It was titled 666 Park Avenue. I'm just saying. But is it really different? And, you know, this is one of those differences. It's the, the foreign entanglements that the founders warned us about, which are at the heart of the Biden criminal enterprise, right? I mean, what would Joe Biden, he's no brain trust. Obviously, Hunter Biden is good at nothing other than procuring uh, vices for himself. Hookers and blow, baby. He offers absolutely nothing except favors of the U.S. government, the largest institution, the largest organization, the wealthiest organization that has ever existed in the history of mankind. He has access to that. And it is these, it is the, these foreign entanglements. Boy, our founding fathers, I got to tell you, they weren't perfect men, but they were smart. They understood. They understood exactly what happens when you start meddling in other people's affairs. A little bit more on that when we come back. I hadn't talked about this. The Navy had a new uh, new spokesperson. Apparently, it's over. It's just a just a pilot program. Is that a pun? I guess it would be if the Air Force had a pilot program, that would be a better pun. But anyway, the Navy had a pilot program, but it was one soldier's reaction to this pilot program that really kind of got me going. And it also goes to this idea, this, this spiritual warfare that people are looking at right now. Rightfully so, I'm with you. This, it just, it's gotten bizarre. It seems that there is a lot of evil in this world. There's no doubt about it. But I don't know, we're just going to we're going to take a step back, look at it in a little bit more totality than just kind of zeroing in on just a couple of issues. We'll do that when we come back. This is The Mike Madison Show, 103.9 WYAB. The brain. world is gone insane. Things are starting to get hurt. 
All right, we are back. This is the Mike Madison Show, 103.9 WYAB. There was a story, you know, just in further insanity. And I can't help say it. Aren't you really sick to your stomach to think about all the cheering that people did for these huge military budgets when you hear Navy hires active duty drag queen to be face of recruitment drive? Now, I read a little bit of the story, and they said that this ended, you know, a couple of weeks. But the idea that they ever did it in the first place, I saw a video the other day of young women who apparently were Marines, and they were going through the barracks, and one of the girls had a camera, and she said, why did you join the Marines? Now, it feels to me like 30 years ago you do that and you'd have a bunch of very patriotic answers. These were basically girls using very vulgar language saying, I don't know, I wish I hadn't, I can't believe I did this to myself, I needed the money. I mean, it, it, it was depressing. But this is what the military that gobbles up, what is it now, $800 billion a year, a trillion dollars when you throw in all the intelligence apparatus on top of it. It, doesn't, it should make every American, particularly conservative Americans right now, should make you sick to know that you funded this and, and cheered for it. We're, we're hoodwinked. We're propagandized into cheering for it. So the, the Navy hires this drag queen to be the face of their recruitment drive. Gee, I can't understand why recruitment's down. They're, I mean, they're appealing to the 0.1% of the population. They, they should have them locked up. It's just, it's insane. But, but it was this reaction that really brought this out to me. This was a Navy SEAL, Robert O'Neill. Right, let me just read this story real quick, a couple paragraphs here. A Navy SEAL who took part in the mission to kill Osama bin Laden says he was outraged over the U.S. Navy using a drag queen for a discarded recruitment program. Robert J. O'Neill, a decorated combat veteran who served for eight years as a member of SEAL Team 6, said on Twitter he, quote, can't believe he fought for this BS. He can't believe he fought for this BS, first of all. First of all, anyone claiming to have been on the team that assassinated bin Laden is either a deep state fool or an absolute liar. I don't have time to go in the whole bin Laden killed uh, story, but even if you believe that what they did was they tracked him down, busted in and, and double tapped the guy. Then, then this guy, this Robert O'Neill, who's probably made a pretty penny off going around bragging about the fact that he's the one that killed bin Laden, he killed the most valuable intelligence source in the war on terror. The largest war that the United States has ever uh, been involved with. He took the most valuable intelligence asset for information, and he just killed him. Why wouldn't you capture uh, an unarmed, by the way, the, they never said bin Laden had any weapons. Why wouldn't you capture an unarmed terrorist with that kind of information? Why would you kill him? Well, that's where my suspicion in the whole story starts. But more importantly, he can't believe he fought for this BS. Well, the problem is, no, you fought for the oligarchs, power and their profit. You fought to line their pockets. You fought for the banks and the defense contractors' profits. See, this whole we fight for the freedom of America is the biggest bunch of propaganda in the U.S. that may still be standing. I'm here to tear it down. 
and I know this is probably painful for to people, but I've spoken to a lot of people who have served, and they agree with me in a one-on-one conversation. It's not just not good to say in polite society out loud, but that's propaganda. Nobody fought for our freedom in Iraq because Iraq was not a threat to our freedom. Ditto to Vietnam, Grenada, where else? Somalia, Yemen, Syria, Afghanistan, Libya, Sudan, now Ukraine. It is the bosses of the people who deploy this tragic military. They are the threats to our freedom. And you, Robert O'Neill, served them, and I believe served them in a very dirty way in taking credit for killing Osama bin Laden and then, bin Laden and then dumping him in the ocean. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge because we wanted to respect their traditions. <laughs> We're going to talk about some of the numbers, the casualties of the war on terror, but we only dumped one of them in the ocean because that would have just been disrespectful somehow. The whole story uh, just stinks. But if you're mad at me, then listen to Smedley Butler. This is General Smedley Butler, who I've quoted many times uh, on this show, the most heavily decorated Marine of his time. He died in 1940, but during, I think, the 1930s, he said this, quote, Our boys were sent off to die with beautiful ideals painted in front of them. No one told them that dollars and cents were the real reason they were marching off to kill and die. That's not Mike Madison, who's never served a day in his life. That's the most decorated Marine of all times back in the 1930s. He says, Our boys were sent off to die with beautiful ideals painted in front of them, no one told them that dollars and cents were the real reason they were marching off to kill and die. So Robert O'Neill, you did fight for this because the same people who were rolling out this trans agenda are the same people that have been directing the U.S. military to build this empire and serve their interests, not American freedom interests. Now, let me be clear. There is great honor in serving your country, in signing up to protect your country. That's just not how our military is used and hasn't been for quite some time. The threats to our freedoms, the threats to our way of life, are coming from inside this country. The policies, you, you can look at the southern border and say, well, look, we're being invaded from the south. Okay, well, where's the military there? That would be a useful purpose for them. I'm not denigrating military service per se, I just don't want people to be under the illusion that every day spent in military service under the current iteration of leaders uh, is, is serving your fellow countrymen. That's just, quite simply, it's just not the case. There is actually even a new story now. There's been a coup in Pakistan, a military coup in Pakistan. Now, I won't have any more time this week, but you can bet I'm going to look into it because people already know what the playbook is. We installed somebody in Pakistan, lost interest, started buddying up with India. He served our interest. But the problem is, is we turned our back at him, and apparently the guy in Pakistan became very popular. Uh, the people are burning the place down in Pakistan right now. Another coup. And I guarantee you our fingerprints are all over that one, too. Not because it will benefit you and me. Not because it is important to national security, but because Pakistan's been playing nicey-nice with the Chinese. I don't know, because the Chinese aren't bossing them around or offering them money. I don't like the Chinese. 
But boy, they don't have, they got a billion four people over there. They don't sacrifice any of them, do they? They just float around a few bucks and they're buying up the world. Seems like at least a more efficient way uh, to build an empire. But it looks like we are involved in a new coup. The, the one in Ukraine having worked so well uh, last time. Anyway, when we come back, I want to take a look at this idea of spiritual warfare. Flesh it out just a tad bit. Be right back. So dark you can't see the end. Skies cocked back. Shot get which can't defend. The rain then sends dripping. Acidic questions. Forcefully. The power suggestion. Then with the eyes shut. Looking through the rust and rotten dust. A small spot of light floods the floor. And pours over the rusted world and pretend. And the eyes ease open and it's dark again. From the top to the bottom. And the top I stop. At the core I forgot it. So there is an idea out there now um, that we are involved in spiritual warfare. It's very popular today. And I, as the kids say, I feel you. As twisted as the world is, as kind of obvious as the evil things that are going on right now, we're mutilating young children, uh, medical experimentation on the entire world's population for the first time in history. We quite obviously have corrupt politicians across the globe uh, taking people's energy away, taking their rights away. China's on the rise with, with their communist uh, government, murder, abortion, child sex trafficking at, at the highest levels of society. <laughs> you know, we're not, we're not talking about uh, just discovering another serial killer. No, we're finding out some of the elites of the world were involved in some of the most horrific crimes. And so I do not blame anyone for thinking we are in some kind of a spiritual battle. I'm, I'm, not, a, I'm not a prophecy type guy, but look, I, as I say, I feel you. But what I tried to point out when it comes to just about all of these kinds of issues, this is not new. And one thing that I hear on the right that I agree with is that America has a culture of death. Now, this is used almost exclusively in the abortion debate, to which I understand exactly what you're saying. I agree with you. We really have taught uh, generations of people now to really have very little regard, not to mention the, the culture of violence that's in the streets right now. Um, there, there is a culture of death. It's, it's understandable to feel that way. But have, have you ever thought about this? Have conservatives, too, been willing supporters of a culture of death? If we are under some kind of divine judgment at this point, things don't seem to be going well. I think we can kind of all agree uh, we're kind of uneasy and maybe that, you know, we are maybe getting God's judgment because of this culture of death we've created. But how many on the right, as honorable as your fights in the the uh, the abortion debate are, but it's, as honorable as the pro-life stance is here in the United States trying to save innocent children in the womb, how many people have turned not only a blind eye, but actively cheered for the wars that the U.S. has unleashed on the world? Because, you know, the statistics around abortion are horrifying. They really are. But what about the wars? started by the United States, that has killed multiples of what the abortion industry has. And this is not to minimize the, the abortion toll in any way, shape, or form. I'm just saying, uh, as I say, I'm fleshing this issue out a little bit. Uh, the culture of death is real, but I think a lot, of, lot more of us are guilty of participating in it than we'd like to admit to ourselves. And until we fix ourselves, it may be a little difficult to fix others. Because I, I, I've probably expressed this many times, and maybe it's annoying, 
But how can you be a good Christian, a pro-life person, and then at the same time continue to vote for and support mass murderers for your entire adult life? And many people have. We don't like to look at them that way because they've convinced us through propaganda and gaslighting that this was always done for our own safety, for our own good, for our national security. But if people say that God is punishing us for abortion and any other, the other deviant social behavior that's going on right now, do you not think that a God of judgment will also have a problem with a society that cheers and celebrates things like shock and awe on the country of Iraq, which did not attack us? Do you remember this? It was prime time television. And people watched it. Uh, the, the ratings were through the roof. Millions of people killed in Vietnam. And the people that were behind that war have maintained their power and support from the American people still up to this day. Henry Kissinger is still walking free, setting policy, meeting with the Biden administration, the Trump administration. I mean, there is no greater culture of death consuming the U.S. than our silence or our vocal support for the killing fields in the wars of our choice. You know, I was watching something on Woodstock the other day. I'm a big music fan, and the music from the 60s, Hendrix, get out of here, is just fantastic. But, you know, when you, when you stop and look at what happened in the past, and again, look, I can, I can do an entire show about the culture of death on the left, but that's done to death. Uh, on conservative talk radio, saying if we're trying to be on the right side of spiritual warfare, uh, in, in the 60s and 70s, just think about this for a second. In the 1960s and 1970s, the government, led by Republicans and Democrats, uh, taught conservatives particularly to fight against the peace and love movement. Now, there was a, a drug element to it, a rock and roll element to it, a long hair element to it. But just think about that. Conservatives fought against peace and love, called it cowardice and pacifism. The government turned people, good conservative Christians, turned good conservative Christians against the actual teachings of Jesus Christ. The government, with people like LBJ and Richard Nixon, convinced otherwise normal Christians that we needed to kill two million people uh, in Southeast Asia. Another border skirmish that did not involve us from thousands, you know, thousands of miles over open ocean away from us. And I'm still, to this day, I'm sure people disagree with me on this because the brainwashing is real and it's strong. But, but listen to some of these numbers. The U.S. has participated in the death of uh, 2 million people in Southeast Asia. Uh, Iraq's study estimates war-related deaths at 461,000 people. About a half a million people died in Iraq as a result of the war-related causes between the U.S.-led invasion in 2003 and mid-2011. Okay, that doesn't include the half a million children that died in Iraq during the Clinton administration of the 90s because of our embargoes. 500,000 children. Is the nation that led that assault on those innocent children... Are they not consumed in a culture of death? Syria, 10 years of wars left 350,000 dead. Tens of thousands dead in Libya and open-air slave trading there again. Debt, uh, death with a slavery kicker. Afghanistan, NATO in the Balkans killed over 100,000 people, something that didn't involve us. 
Our government has funded brutal dictators and death squads throughout Central America and Africa. So if there is a culture of death, I'm with you and I understand it, but how can we only fight one side of it and think there's going to be some salvation for our country if we're in this spiritual warfare? Because many of us have supported at least one side of it. Left on abortion and child mutilation, the right, now and now the left, on these endless wars of profit for choice. They're just chosen. Chosen and supported by the American people. I'm just saying, I know when I get to the pearly gates, I want to make sure I've got my own house in order. That's all the time I've got today. I'll talk to you next time. Uh, bye-bye. Me and my crew.